Hi, I'm Ashley. And I'm Chris, and this is Business by the Books. Welcome to the Business by the Books podcast, where we believe that leaders are readers. So if you're not reading, you are not leading. This is episode eight, and we are going to be covering, you've just hyped this book up, and you've gotten (laughs) super excited about it. It's really good. It's good. And I think by the time we get through this, everybody else will understand why it's good. Yes, yes. So today we're going to be talking about The E-Myth Revisited by Michael E. Gerber. And this is from 1995, but Mr. Gerber, we actually had just pulled up a video of him. Um, He's 84, Mm -hmm. and he's, I guess, still consulting. High speed, low drag. I guess. He's still going, and he's awesome. Uh, He seems like a very... uh, straightforward guy Mm -hmm. and so from what you've gathered or what you've told me about this book is it's very straightforward as well so what is the book about so actually my good friend don johnson that we'll send this to don uh, runs an engineering consulting company in san antonio Mm -hmm. and so he told me about this book and he said hey chris he said you know you're you're kind of uh, outgoing and kind of a PR guy. And he goes, you know, I'm not that way. And Don's a really good engineer. He's a great person, mm-hmm. but he's not a PR guy. Mm-hmm. And so he said, you know, I read this book and it really helped me understand about how to build a business. And so, you know, with that kind of introduction, I'm like, hey, I want to get it. So anyway, I'm glad Don recommended it to me. So I'll just kind of give you an idea of what the E-myth is. And when you think about E, like if I said email, what does E stand for? Oh, I think electronic yeah, immediately. Yeah, right, exactly. So what, what Michael's talking about in this book, though, is the entrepreneurial myth. And so I think the idea that most people have, if we were to do some kind of survey and ask people, you know, what's an entrepreneur and it's someone who starts a business because they have something they really like to do. Mm-hmm. And so what, what, what Michael does in this book is he busts that myth that that's actually not the case. So what happens, a reason, one of the reasons most people don't do well is that they're passionate about something. So let's, uh, he had an example here of someone who likes to make cakes. Mm. And so they love to cake, they love to cook cakes for their family, they love to bake, and so why not start a bakery? Mm-hmm. And so the first, you know, first six months, maybe a year, they're just working, they're grinding it, and they love it because they love to bake. Mm-hmm. But after that period of time, you're just exhausted. And so, so the technician part that you fell in love with, the reason you want to start a business after a while, you realize that you don't even enjoy doing that anymore because now you're having to run a business. Mm. And so this book does a great job just dispelling the myth. And I think to some degree, if you're thinking about starting a business, you probably ought to read this book. If you've already started a business and you don't want to shut it down, you need to read it because he gives some extremely practical advice on how to build a business and not just be a technician and do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So um, even for someone who likes business and enjoys selling and marketing and the things that we've talked about in some of our other podcasts, this book had some very fundamental things that we're going to talk about in this podcast that that even now at work, we're, we're working to integrate some of these concepts. Yeah. What are those concepts? <laughs> okay. So here's one of the things that, that he, and he, you know, we watched that little video and he talked yeah. about that there's a difference between generating income and having equity. So I'm, I know you've taken some accounting class and finance. 
So it's one thing to generate income. And so let's let's pick an example. Let's say someone starts a company and let's just throw a number out there. Let's say that you know their goal is to make a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And so their first year in business they make a hundred thousand dollars and then the next year they make a hundred and twenty thousand and they're slowly building their income. But at the end of the day, they're not building their equity. And what equity in a business is, what's it really worth, mm-hmm. right? In other words, if you had a business and you're like, hey, Daddy, I want to sell you my business. Okay, Ashley, let me see your books. How much equity do you have in the business? Like, well, I don't know. I made $100,000 last year. Well, I don't want to buy your income because I already yeah. have my own income. So the key is to build a business so that you have an equity position. And the only way to do that is to grow the business. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you buy things and you get equipment, but to build the business, you have to have people that work for you. So the concept that he talks about that I think is brilliant, it's the franchise concept. Mm -hmm. So so give me an example, what are some some franchises when when you think of franchises? So many, Um, first one off the bat, because I grew up with it, McDonald's, right, and that's like right. the stereotypical exactly. franchise yep. with Ray Kroc. Um, and then there's Starbucks, right. uh, there's Chick-fil-A, right. um, Texas specifically, we've got Whataburger. Right. Um, I mean, there's I mean, there's small ones. So like one that's specific to College Station is like Fuego. It's a yep. it's a taco shop that's in yep. Waco, College Station, San Marcos. So kind of college towns. Yeah, college town um, franchises, Dairy Queen, mm-hmm. um, a lot of restaurants. Right. Um, then maybe you know you've got Walmart, which right. I don't know. Does that category? Yeah, yeah. no, that's not yeah. the same. Well, yeah. in one sense, they franchise the concept. So yeah, the reason the I ask you that is is if I ask you to define what a franchise is, is somebody learns how to do something well. Mm-hmm. And then they're willing, you know, like Kentucky Fried Chicken or whatever. So, you know, Colonel Sanders learned how to make really good chicken. And so he learned how to run, you know, run a restaurant. And then he sold that franchise to other people. And Mm -hmm. so people would pay him to say, I want to make chicken like Colonel Sanders makes. I want to have the same logos. I want to have the same branding that he does. So what, what Michael does in this book is he talks about if you're going to build a business, you need to learn how to franchise yourself. Okay, mm. so like for me, so I'm an engineering consultant, and so I've learned how to do that, and for a year and a half, I operated by myself. You know, I ran the business and those things. It was exhausting, and I was doing all the things he says not to do in mm-hmm. this book. Then I brought a staff on, and I've got a group of people that are all high-capacity and, and so my, my role shifted now is now I work for them. Okay, now mm-hmm. on paper, I'm the boss and the org chart, I'm the guy at the top, but I work for them because I want to franchise what I learned how to do in that first year and a half and build a structure so that they can, they can do that themselves. Mm-hmm. And so the ideal scenario is that you learn how to do something well and you get systems in place. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we're doing right now. And he does a great job saying, okay, you need some kind of system that takes care of accounting something that does HR, Mm -hmm. something that does payroll, something that does invoicing, something that does marketing and sales, all these different areas of your business, you need to franchise that whole concept. Mm. So even at the stage that we're at, I mean, we've been in business for three years, but we're building structure into our program so that when people come along behind us, it's just easier to follow into it. Mm. Yeah, so creating a culture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and a culture is the emotional element, but he does a good job that you need structure in place Mm. So that when you need to make a decision, you don't have to make a decision because mm. it's already been made for you. So like, for example, with the franchise, you know, if you if you buy a McDonald's franchise that's very expensive, okay, and you want to make French fries, they tell you exactly how to make French fries, yeah. right? That you're like, well, I think we're going to leave the skin on. That's not, if you want that, don't buy a McDonald's franchise. Yeah, exactly. So they're very strict in how they do things, but they know what works and they know how to make money. So if you buy the franchise, it's like, okay, 
I know what they're doing works. I want to mimic what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, our last book that we talked about was How Successful People Think. Mm -hmm. Successful people think in their own lives, they have structure and those kind of things. So Mm -hmm. in business, you need to bring that into your business as well. Sweet. Awesome. That's a lot. That's so much. That's, and that's, I mean, just a quick question. This in the video is funny because he talked about the number of small businesses that they've helped is now over at over a hundred thousand. And that one of the things that he said is that so many of these business owners write to them annoyed. (laughs) This is the way I'll phrase it. Yeah. They're annoyed. We'll do the G G rated version. Yeah. The G rated version. They're annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. They're irritated. They're annoyed at being challenged in this way. And I think, you know, and I've, I guess I mentioned it a couple episodes ago, but just this concept of, if business was easy, everybody would do it. So right. how have you been able to apply or how have you seen challenges in applying this concept to ADV specifically? Yep. So one of the other books that we're going to talk about is What Got You Here Won't Get You yep. There. Yeah. And so in some regards, early in your career that you know, you're know you an individual and in how you accomplish things. But the challenge is when you start managing people you can't think like you did when you were an employee, right? So you need to begin to think for other people. So that's one of the major concepts he talks about. And once again, it goes back to the franchise. If I learn how to do something myself, if I'm gonna replicate myself, I have to have structure in place so other people can mimic that. And one of the one of the major concepts was chapter five, page 51. So I'll just, I'll, I'll read what he said and then we can kind of unpack it. Yeah. He said the technician's boundary, and remember the technician is the plumber. It's the person who likes to um, bake cakes, right? Okay, for like your mother, it's someone who likes to sew. Mm -hmm. So it's the technical thing that you do. So the technician's boundary is determined by how much he can do himself. The manager is defined by how many technicians he can supervise. The entrepreneur's boundary is a function of how many managers he can engage in pursuit of his vision. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the essence of this book, right? So the technician, if they want to grow, they've got to get people underneath them who can replicate what they've done. But the e-myth is about the entrepreneur, and that's building a business of people that multiple layers down underneath you are doing the same thing that at one point you were doing yourself. Wow. Yeah. Woo. That's a lot. (laughs) So, and I guess what's been really cool being your daughter and getting to see this from the outside is when you first started your consulting company, it was literally just you. Right, right. And then you had Miss Wendy, and then Mm -hmm. you had Mr. Corey, Corey who runs the lab and all of this stuff. And then it's been really cool to see how many many employees are at ADV right now. Uh, I think we're at 14. Yeah. You know, and then Chance... You know, Chance is our first engineer, mm-hmm. you know, and so he's, he's you know, in some regards, we're kind of doing this, that we're building a franchise that, that he's going to kind of roll into, and he's going to have a practice. Yeah. And then Atul's another engineer, and I'm, you know, I'm Ed, and so we're building this team of people, and then we have a college intern, you know, mm-hmm. so we're building this structure. But what I've realized, and the reason we're kind of going back is... Even though I like organization, I think sometimes I just kind of do things by the seat of my pants. Mm-hmm. And and it was fine when I was by myself, yep. right? Because I'm like, okay, well, that's where that file is. Well, if I'm out of town, okay, and we need to find a file, well, it can't be on Chris's hard drive, right? Mm-hmm. So there needs to be some structure. So what I've given, you know, Wendy and Chance permission to do, and Corey's done a great job organizing the lab, but it's like, look... I'm going to push this on you all and let's the three of us work together and y'all bring some structure and I'm there to support you. 
but we're, you know, actually I've got us reading this book. So I bought, mm. I think I bought 10 copies of this. So this is the next book that we're going to dig into, but it's building some structure into the business. And, you know, we talked about equity a minute ago. So mm-hmm. I look, I do a personal financial statement every year and, and a big part of, of my net worth now is the business, right? Because mm-hmm. we've, we've got equipment. And so I'm, you know, I'm building equity into the business. Now, what it may mean, though, is I, I don't make as much money. My income goes down. Mm-hmm. But long-term, entrepreneurs have to be long-term. Yeah. And so that may mean that I'm sacrificing money today because tomorrow the payoff may be, may be more significant. Yeah. So it's a real challenge. Um, you know, if you go into business for yourself with the idea of, I just want to make a bunch of money. And I don't think anybody goes into business saying, hey, I don't want to make money. We oh, all yeah. do that. But at some point after you get growing and you start making money, you have a decision to make. Mm-hmm. You either pull the money out of the company or you take that money and you pull a little bit out, but you reinvest it. And, and I'll say... Three years ago when I started ADV, I don't think I fully appreciated that. Today, I really do. If we need to go buy you know, a forklift or we need to buy some new equipment or we need to replace something that broke, I see that as an investment that gives us the ability to grow business mm-hmm. that when I was by myself and I was really functioning as a technician, I didn't think that way. Mm, yeah, so you've had to see the much bigger picture behind all of it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is interesting because tying it back a little bit to um, like the Unleashing the Innovators book right. in order to become it's this concept of a big business able to engage with smaller businesses to to drive those new creative ideas. You can't do any of that without that stability, without that equity. So you're right. creating literally that long-term vision of being able to enable not only yourself but other people as well to engage in this. Yeah. So, no, and I'm glad cool. you mentioned that. I mean, one of the one of the quotes that he had, and there was a Harvard professor, Theodore Levitt, who said this. He said, "Creativity thinks up new things." innovation does new things mm. right so so creativity is the idea but innovation is the execution of that idea yeah yeah and that's, that's oh. a lot of what you know that's kind of the essence of this book yeah i love that that's awesome yeah and i mean it, we've been talking about the it's it's not about coming up with the ideas it's about capitalizing right, on the ideas right, so if yeah. you're not capitalizing on it and you're not using it this, yeah. so what's, what's the, the point, point of having an idea <laughs> exactly what's the point <laughs> sweet yeah um so and i know you kind of already mentioned that the quote the technician's boundary but are there other particular parts of this book that really popped out at you yeah yeah there's a couple um you know i think one is and he calls this the franchise prototype mm. And, uh, you know, to me, that's probably the major concept in this book. And it's important for every business owner to understand the concept of replication and creating a franchise for what they do. The franchise prototype creates structure for the business so that the systems Mm. run the business. And Mm. so the system integrates all elements required to make a business work and transforms it into a machine. So it just takes that pressure off of you. It does, yeah. So the, 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 the challenge that every leader has, and what defines a leader, I was talking to somebody the other day, what defines a leader is their ability to make decisions. Mm. And great leaders make decisions very quickly. So one of the major concepts that he says in here is if you have a system in place that says, if this happens, then this, you don't have to make a decision, right? That's the genius that there's kind of a cause and effect. 
Now, it takes some time. You can't do that from day one. Like yeah. one of the things that I wanted when we started last year is like, okay, I wanted a budget. You know, I didn't have any idea what things were going to cost. Now we can do a budget because we've been running a company for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. We sit down and we have a good feel for what things cost. So you have to run the business for a little while. So what you hope is as a technician, you've got enough energy, yeah. okay, and enough drive so that you can survive that first couple of years long enough to put structure in place, mm. you know. And, and to some regards, I mean, our last book we talked about was being a consultant. In some regards, consultants, it's easy because they go in, they diagnose the problem, and they tell the client what needs to be done to fix it, but then they leave, right? Mm. So they're not the ones who have to necessarily yeah, implement to that. So, you know, what's the old saying? Those that can't do, teach. teach. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> and that's not always the case, but there's an advantage for a teacher that you teach people how to do stuff, but you're not necessarily the one that has, has to, to do, do that. It. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying those of you who are teachers or professors, my father being one of those, it, you know, Green Day was a great engineer and yes. he liked to teach as well. But there are some luxuries that teachers have that the practitioner doesn't have. Mm -hmm. You know, you can teach people how to build an airplane. Okay, say so if you do this, it'll fly this way. The wing won't fall off. But then the person, the practitioner who has to go build that, okay, mm -hmm. they're the ones who really tested it. They built the bridge or they started business. It goes out of business because they haven't done something, even though they went to school to learn how to run a business. Mm. So the practitioner is really the one who has the greater challenge. Yeah, makes sense. Any other thoughts on this book? Yeah, um, you know, kind of uh, you have a little section here called Final Thoughts and Call yes. to Action. So part <laughs> three is building a small business that works, and this is the call to action. And so it starts with innovation, moves to quantification based on metrics, showing what works, and orchestration is the fundamental execution of a plan. So um, metrics is really important. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let me just, I'll ask you a question. So what, what would you, metrics is something that you can measure. So what's a good metric to determine if a business is successful or not? Oh gosh, there's a lot. Um, I mean, return on investment, yeah. how much you're actually making. I mean, that's yeah. probably yeah. the yeah. biggest profit, determinant. Profit, yeah. You know, revenue is, is basically everything you generate, but the profit, mm -hmm. which is the ROI, the return on investment, that's a, the fun, a fundamental metric, right? Yeah, okay. exactly. So another one, a soft one would be employee retention or employee happiness. Mm -hmm. You know, do people enjoy coming to work? Sometimes the softer ones are the ones that determine the hard ones, right? Mm -hmm. so, if you, so, so kind of the idea behind this in terms of this call to action is that you need a system that rewards people, okay, based on performance metrics. So mm -hmm. you need to have some things in place that say, this is what I want the organization to be. This is what I want the staff to do in order to do that. If we do that as a team, we benefit. But even on an individual level, if you have a system in place, so let's say you have a salesperson say, look, you know, next year I want you to generate $500,000 mm -hmm. and your bonus for that will be $50,000. You've got a metric, it's clearly defined and you can build structure around that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, a, to me, from a call to action standpoint, it goes back to getting systems in place, having some kind of metric system where you can monitor whether you're doing that right or wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. Any other thoughts <laughs> on this book? This is like jam-packed with so many good things. Yeah, and I know, you know, in our 20-minute little discussion here, mm -hmm. I know I'm missing some things. But I really encourage, I encourage you to read it, um, especially... 
it probably doesn't mean as much to you if you don't own a business. Mm -hmm. But if you're thinking about starting a business, this is a good book because what you may do after you read it, you're like, I have no desire to do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and to be honest with you, it's better to decide to do that before you start the business than after. Okay. Yeah. But if you are, if you are in a business and you know, you, you, you feel like you're kind of exhausted, you need some new ideas. This is a great book because I do think this concept of this franchise prototype that he's mm -hmm. talking about, that takes the, the exhaustion a lot of times that you have in running a business by getting some structure in place. You know, and one other thing I would advise is, you know, a lot of times entrepreneurs or technicians and they're visionaries, you need to probably align yourself with some people who are stronger in maybe some structure area, mm. in areas maybe where you're weak, or maybe it's things that you don't want to do as much. So like you know, we talked about earlier, I love structure and I love organization, but as I've gotten older, I really like more the business development side and going out and getting work, which is critically important for a business, mm -hmm. but we've got to have that structure. So you know, we have a couple of folks on staff who are extremely structured, and so I'm basically, you know, letting them bring a lot of that organization. And we're, we're very healthy in that sense that one person's not having to do everything. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Um, wow. I guess I need to read this. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially because I know you want to own business. Oh, yeah. So. Well, and the thing that I love from just talking about it is it seems like it's just so practical. Very practical. Just yeah. so practical. And I love practical books, which is one of the reasons why I'm excited to talk about the one-page marketing plan at some point, yeah. which is one of my favorite books um, and just yeah I just I just like practical basic application I think mm -hmm. sometimes the lofty ideas yeah. and the personal development it's so fun to talk about and stuff but I like actually being able to apply and see actual things that I can add to right. whatever I'm doing so yeah. I love that um, well thank you guys so much for listening um, just to give you uh, an idea on how you can uh, hang out with us and reach out to us, we are on Instagram at Business by the Books. You can also contact us by email if you decide to get um, this book and read it, or if you read any of our other books that we talk about, let us know what you think. Um, give us your thoughts and ideas and experiences, and that is at businessbythebooks at gmail.com. And then we also have a website, businessbythebooks.com. So just look up Business by the Books and you will find us anywhere. Um, but do you want to go ahead and close this I out? Do. Awesome. Leaders are readers. And if you're not reading, you're not leading. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And we will talk to you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.